Copy that, Edward Powell said. He muted his mic and turned to Daniel Ash. All squads in position, Captain. As Ash raised the binoculars and looked across the town, he tried to ignore the tightening in his chest that had been growing all night. If Curtis Wicks, Matt Hamilton's former inside man at Project Eden, was right about the importance of Dream Sky, then this night could very well end with Project Eden being severely damaged. Either that or with the Resistance's own destruction. The only signs of life in town were the Project Eden sentries, all still manning the same positions Ash had noted on his last check. He aimed the glasses toward the edge of the village where the entrance to Dream Sky was located. The solitary building, no more than a hut really, sat quiet and alone in the middle of a snow-covered field. Ash glanced at Wicks and nodded at the pouch in the man's hand. You're positive that's going to work? We'll know soon enough. Not the answer I was hoping for. It's the best I can give. Ash turned to Powell. Tell them to move in. Yes, sir. Omega-2 stamped his boots, trying to fight off the cold seeping into his toes. Having grown up in Georgia, he thought he'd lived through some pretty chilly winters, but those were summer days compared to what he'd experienced here. He wouldn't have thought it possible, but sometimes he could feel the cold in his bones, especially on nights like this, when the sky was clear and the temperature had dropped into negative numbers. Omega Team, report. The voice of Omega-1 barked over the radio in Omega-2's ear. With a shiver, he responded, Omega-2, west side clear. Omega-3, overview clear. Omega-4, northeast clear. Roger, Omega Team, Omega-1 said. Southeast clear. Next check, 15 minutes. Omega-2 stamped his feet once more, then stepped from the doorway where he'd taken temporary refuge and resumed his patrol. Thankfully, most of the roads in Everton were regularly plowed by project personnel. He couldn't imagine having to also hike through snowdrifts to do his rounds. An old church sat on the corner of the approaching intersection. The sturdy, white building with a tall steeple looked like it had watched over the town for hundreds of years. He'd gone inside once and found an unpretentious chapel with a simple cross hanging at the front. The kind of place his mother would have liked. He considered going in again, this time to get out of the cold for a few minutes. What would it hurt? The streets were as deserted tonight as they'd been on every shift he'd worked. Yeah, a few minutes would be fine. He headed toward a side door he knew was unlocked, but as he crossed the street, he heard a noise off to his right. It hadn't been loud, a thump, like something falling into the snow about a block away. He scanned the area through his night vision goggles, but saw nothing more than parked cars and leafless trees and empty homes. He took a breath and allowed himself to relax. A clump of snow falling from one of the house's eaves, he guessed. He started walking again, but had taken only a couple steps before he heard a second thump in the same vicinity. Damn it, he said under his breath. He turned down the street, still thinking his theory was the most likely explanation for the noise. But his job was to check out things like this. Paying particular attention to the roof lines, he looked for spots where snow had fallen away, but didn't spot any. He decided to give himself to the end of the next block. If he didn't find the cause of the noise by then, he'd go back to the church to warm up. Thump. He stopped. The sound had come from the left, two or three houses ahead. 
As he started walking again, he heard another noise. Not a thump, but a soft repeating sound of something moving across the snow. A deer? They'd been known to pass through town now and then. Or could it be a deadlier animal, like a wolf or a bear? As far as he knew, none of the other sentries had ever reported seeing either of those, so he wasn't sure they even lived in this part of the country. No sense in taking any chances, though. Crouching behind the cars parked along the street, he moved forward, doing his best to minimize the sound of snow crunching under his boots. When he neared the point where the noise was loudest, he paused and peered through a gap between the cars. The noise seemed to be coming from around the side of the house he was looking at. He crept forward until he reached the front edge of the driveway. A detached garage sat at the far end, with about a ten-foot gap between it and the house. None of the snow clinging to the eaves of either structure looked disturbed. He lowered his gaze to the driveway.